All right, so this is Jeff Epstein. I'm a volunteer with the Bernie Sanders campaign, super volunteer. Uh, and I am here with another volunteer who just started a few days ago, and this is? Hi, my name is Erin Kinney, and um, I just started about three days ago, maybe four days ago. Um, first time getting involved with the political campaign. And just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you discovered Bernie Sanders. Okay. Um, I, the last nine years, I've been, I've run a professional photography studio. I owned it. And um, just this past November, I decided to step away from my career and focus on family and everything. And I moved to a new state, my husband's hometown. And when I moved here, um, I started, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I started doing a lot more research about Bernie. And it was the first time I really felt excited and inspired by a politician. It felt that some with Barack Obama, but this was at a very different level. Um, and so I said, you know what, I have a lot of time on my hands. I'm not working right now. Let me get involved. Um, and I was actually just going to come maybe for a couple hours. And then it was such a great environment. And it almost, when you're already passionate, it made me more passionate to be around other people who were passionate. And next thing I knew, I started coming every day for long hours. So. We're in the Niles, Ohio office. So what's the difference between the feeling that you had with uh, Obama and with Bernie? They have some similar characteristics for me in that they both, like, inspire you and have very passionate speakers. But it's Bernie's more out-of-the-box ideas because he he feels much less like a politician. Of course, he's been in politics for 35 or so years, but he doesn't have that politician vibe. He, um, his grassroots supporters, his, um, his beliefs about mainly his beliefs about keeping big money out of politics, that was what made me say, okay, I, if I believe in that, I need to put the time in so that we can keep money out of politics. So I actually feel like Obama was, Obama is, I think Obama and Bernie are visionaries. Yes, yes. I think Bernie is more of a visionary, mm -hmm. much more so. Right. But I think they're both visionaries. Right. But for me, I think that Obama is a visionary who decided to make a deal with the big money devil mm -hmm. and made himself in a, put himself in a position where he can't do much of the things that he wanted to do. And I saw him as a decent president, but who could have been a truly great president. Um, and hopefully Bernie is going to be different. That's exactly how I feel. The way I feel about Bernie now is how I felt about Obama at the time. But now that we've experienced Obama, I, in many ways I'm happy with his presidency. In many ways I'm disappointed. But um, I feel like in the ways that I was disappointed, Bernie is different in that area. And I don't think he's going to, um, to like when he chooses his cabinet, I don't think he's going to settle for, you know, what, who he's told to pick. So. And what do you, so how, so what changed you from liking him to be wanting to actually become an activist for him? Well, for me personally, as, as I was starting to see what was happening with the election this year, I started to actually get scared. I think a lot of people have felt that fear as we're watching some of the stuff go on with Trump and Hillary. And I just started to say, oh my gosh, this may be my only opportunity. This is my only opportunity um, for Bernie, and this is might be my only opportunity for a candidate like Bernie. And if I do not go do something, um, I'm going to always feel like there was a little bit of blood on my hands. I could have done something, and at least this way, I can say, "Well, I tried. I did everything I could." So. And what if? So what are you? You're saying that if he doesn't become president, then what's going to happen? For me, uh, well, if he doesn't become president, I'm going to have to choose for myself of the lesser evils, which, you know, um, I think a lot of us feel that way, and I already know my choice. But but I think that our country will miss out 
overall, more so, I think our country's going to miss out on, I don't think there are a lot of Bernies in this world. And maybe through him him running this, you know, for this through this whole experience, more people like Bernie are going to come forward who are anti-establishment. But this is our first opportunity to really have someone like this as extreme as Bernie, as anti-establishment as Bernie. And I don't think they're going to come along every single day. And I would hate to not seize that opportunity, so... I actually, that that's absolutely right. I agree with everything. I actually think it's even bigger than that, that if Bernie's not elected, then the absence of his goodness is horrible and devastating. Mm-hmm. But if he's not elected, then no matter who's in office, the likeliness of the TPP being enacted, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, is pretty high. Yeah. And aside from the trade deal part of it, which is nightmarish, it's like NAFTA infinity, but... <clears throat> What's scary about it for me personally is that the Trans-Pacific Partnership has increases the strength of copyright laws and trademark laws to such an extent that it effectively takes our freedom of speech on the Internet away. Yeah. And the that means that a candidate like Bernie Sanders will have no shot in the future. Right, right. Because the, by far the biggest reason of why Bernie Sanders has success is because of the freedom of speech on the internet and people see him for real on the internet without the bias of print media and video media and audio media, radio, TV, and newspapers and all that. So that is what is personally scary for me if Bernie Sanders is not elected and why I would already be an activist for him if it was just the goodness of him. But with that and the TPP for me is why I am. So what have you been doing here at the office? Um, so the first day I came down, um, everyone, I, people greeted me, um, and asked me where I'd be most comfortable. They mostly needed phone bankers and canvassers. So I've done a mix of, um, some phone banking, some canvassing, and some, what do you need me to do? Tell me what would be most helpful. Like, even if it's something as simple as, you know, taking out the garbage. Um, but mostly what I've been doing is phone banking and canvassing. And it's kind of funny because when I first started, I'm kind of a, like, I'm, I'm a pretty confident person in some ways, but then in new situations, I, I'm willing to put myself in new situations. I'm pretty brave, but I also have a lot of high anxiety. Um, you know, oh, are people going to think, oh, she doesn't, she's not as, you know, she hasn't read as much as the rest of us, or she's not as well-spoken as the rest of us. Um, so I was really, really intimidated by that. But the first night I jumped on the phones, and I would say the, next, the first 20 minutes was really scary. But then after that, it got less and less scary, and I started to notice I got more and more confident. Um, if, uh, so I, I want people to hear the, the, the experience of coming in scared and how that was for you, that the experience of being scared and the transition, what it was like to, tr- you know, to transition from being scared to actually being okay with it. Yeah. And, was, and was the fear uh, exclusively in your head or was there any fears of what you know, people actually said on the phone to you or what you feared people would say on the phone? And also uh, the other point, was that I want to make is that when people come in and want a phone bank, it's like, oh, I don't know everything about him, like you just said. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people don't need to be afraid of saying, I don't know. Right, right. Or, I don't know, but if you'd like to hold on, I'd really like to, maybe we could find out together and get out your get out the internet and try, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the fear of, oh, I don't know everything about Bernie Sanders, therefore I can't even start a conversation about him. Right, right. You know, so, yeah. I found that in the beginning, um, First of all, no one got mad at me on the phone. You know, the worst I got was, like, 
I can't talk right now. Bye. You know, that was as bad as it got. But, you know, I just found in the beginning, I just kept my conversations on the phone and when canvassing. Just more, like, more elementary. So I would keep it more simple. I would be more general. And then as time went on, I started to be able to add in more details and talk. You know, I was hearing people around me. I knew the concepts of, you know, his issues, but I didn't know as many specifics. And even some of the concepts, you know, there's a couple things I knew nothing about. I didn't know anything when I first walked in about what TPP was. I didn't know what, um, I didn't, I, I didn't even know about Citizens United. I mean, I, I understood the concept that he doesn't want um, money in politics, but I didn't understand Citizens United. And, you know, so as time went on, I heard people talking about it and I started to notice I was adding things in that, ooh, I didn't know I knew that. I guess I do know that. And I was, I was also going home at night and reading a little bit because all of a sudden I felt a lot more invested. So my experience of the canvassing and the phone banks is way less scary than I expected. In the beginning, I just kept it very simple and I seemed to do well and people, I got better and better and people were encouraging here and no one, I mean, it was cool to hear people who could talk about every Bernie issue, but I wasn't one of them and I was still just as important and helpful and that was nice to see, so. So it was about a half hour into your phone calls and then you... About a half an hour in and then I started to feel more comfortable and then the next day I came in and I was like, okay, I walked through the door with a little less nerves and people greeted me my name, which felt nice. Nicer, you know, I was like, okay, so I had a little more swag to my walk, and then probably by the end of that night, I felt very relaxed and very confident, and I felt I could, I felt like I was making a difference finally by, like, by then. So. And what what kind of phone calls did you make? Um, I've made two kinds of phone calls. One is just calling and asking people if they're Bernie supporters, and um, I think the the part that I have find the most um, intimidating about phone calls, but actually the most satisfying, is asking people. Like, when people want you to educate them about Bernie, and I don't think I initially really understood that. I think, you know, I, I didn't know that I was going to, like, I've had a couple of people say, well, tell me why you, you know, you support Bernie, and I know why, but when you have to articulate it to someone else, it's kind of intimidating. Um, or somebody might ask me a question, somebody asked me, you know, what, I don't know if he's supporting, you know, auto work, right? You know, I don't know what his stance is on the you know, auto workers and everything and auto industry and the nice thing is because I was around so many other people somebody sitting next to me is an auto you know works in the auto industry and I was able to quick hand that off to him and he said hey I'm, I'm in the auto industry it's kind of cool to see that camaraderie you know so. yeah Chuck yeah Chuck is uh <laughs> yeah fourth generation union yeah. hardcore and yeah learned a lot yeah so. um so you did persuasion calls yeah so the other calls that we're doing in the office, have you done any of the other kinds of calls? So, and then yesterday I spent a lot of time calling people and asking them to volunteer. And those are the ones I really like because I totally relate. You know, I'm 29 in, two, in a week and a half. And for me, I'm at that part of life where I'm not in college anymore. And I don't have as much of that, like, camaraderie spirit that you have when you're in college. And... I, it, it's just you get to your late 20s and so for me personally as I like to talk about my experience of volunteering because it was the first time I felt that kind of spirit again and also I like to talk to people because I think a lot of people want to volunteer but they're super super worried about like exactly everything I was worried about like oh I'm not going to look educated enough I'm going to look ignorant and so I've just been talking to people calling people and saying get out here volunteer um I was totally scared, too, and I picked up on, you know, because I sound confident when I talk to them. They would never know. I said, oh, I just started this a day and a half ago, you know, and it helps them feel like they can do it, too, so. You were pretty nervous when you first got yeah. here. And you want, you, and I could just see that there was a big paper tiger in front of your eyes. Yeah. And it was just like, and I felt the same way. I actually have, have, not related to Bernie, but I have, not when I talk about Bernie, but I have some pretty severe social anxieties. Yeah. And, and the first hour getting on the phone with me and 
when I got on the phone for the first time and the first half hour of actually being on the phone was was really scary. Yeah. And now after like an hour, I'm like talking to like <laughs> McDonald's drive through people and it's like yeah. a real struggle not to not to talk about right. it. You, you and I have talked about how you, I think you and I are quite similar in that we both go into situations with a lot of bravery and a lot of passion, but also a ton of nerves that could almost keep us home. You know, we're almost like, okay, just do it, just do it. You want to per- uh, <laughs> analyze, per- per- yeah. paralyze yourself with analysis before right. you even get started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you and I are both very confident once we get into it. And I don't think most people would know, oh, they just started doing this somewhat recently, you know. So I think that that, and I think there's a lot of people like that who are Bernie supporters, so. And uh, if people are afraid of, of of volunteering and you know be just being afraid of not being knowledgeable enough you, you know this last few days before ohio votes and north carolina votes and whoever else votes is the most important moment in the campaign and you can have these anxieties but if the people want bernie sanders to win the people are going to step up and let these anxieties go just for a few days and do what this campaign needs so I really hope that people out there will come into the office, their local campaign office, wherever they are, and help the campaign in any way that they need. And mostly that means knocking on doors and making phone calls. Um, but you can also, this is not as important, but you could also, at least now, but you could also be a taxi on, on primary day. And um, so... And also, if I can just say one thing, I think what everybody loves so much about Bernie is he's really brave, and I think his supporters in general are brave people. I mean, he he marched with MLK, he did a lot of brave things, and he's still doing extremely brave things, and I think bravery is something that is very resonates with a lot of his supporters, so I think he almost inspires all of us to be a little bit braver, which I think is good, you know? He's like the dad that we always wish we yeah, had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. All right, well, thank you. Your name again? My name's Aaron. Okay, I'm Jeff Epstein. Uh, thanks, and volunteer and help. Bye.